It's January 10th, 2012, and you're listening to the Non Sequitur Podcast, the official podcast of unnecessarily expensive hardware. Hello and welcome. Uh, I guess this is also the podcast of 18-month anniversaries, because Melissa and I got married 18 months ago today. Woot woot. We are still happily married, so that's awesome. Uh, We are coming to you live. Well, not live, because you're not listening to this live, but we are listening to this live in our headsets. Those of us that have I can hear myself. Yes. We are we are experimenting with new hardware and it's amazing. It's better than real life. By amazing you mean insane and time wasting? Yes. It's time wasting, but it sounds better. And everybody listening to my sultry voice right now is very thankful for the investment. Because I can get up real close just like this and I can talk Use to you. Use a sexy that, uh, voice. I like it, Kelly. That real sexy, Do it sultry lower. Yeah. yeah. I can also I have a microphone now, so I, I agree can with Melissa of, I can stroke the slightly creeped out face. Talking. Yeah, so we each have our own microphones now. So hopefully that will take care of all of the background noise and Kelly coughing and people driving by and papers being rustled. In fact, I have decided not to give anybody any paper for Which fear makes that they us would. You, you had a chance and you lost your chance. <laughs> all right, we're going to try to keep this to 70 minutes as usual. Uh, going forward in 2012, apart from trying to keep to the once every two week schedule, I think we're also going to try to get some people on the podcast using Skype. So uh, stay tuned for that. In fact, I think there'll be some. Are we going to get Aaron in here? Aaron was supposed to be on tonight, but I forgot. So I apologize, Aaron. Um, but but him plus the new tech would have been a lot of. Work. Well, yeah, we we never would have got this up. It would have been a yeah. total disaster. All right. So speaking of disasters, the computer electronics ex- CES. What would that stand for? Computer electronics show. Yes. Yes, is going on right now in and Las no one Vegas, cares. and nobody cares because people are showing silly things like twenty five hundred dollar refrigerators that communicate with your smartphone. So that consumer when electronics. Consumer electronics show. I still think it should be Expo, but that'd be C E E. Anyway, S- sin- 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 something. 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 So anyway, so, syndicate. No. Amy, Amy, fact check this right now. All right. So LG just announced a crazy refrigerator. It costs twenty five hundred dollars. It knows what's inside your refrigerator. It knows the expiration dates on your milk. It knows how many. I was going to say cookies you have left, but people don't put cookies in their refrigerator. And so when you are at the store, you can communicate with your refrigerator from your smartphone to see if you need to restock certain items. I want to know. Do you have to scan your food? I think you have to manually input it somehow, either uh-huh. the date or something. I don't know how it would know quantities. I'm very curious about that. I hate putting food away it is already. It's Consumer Electronics Show. That's a dumb name. That is yes, dumb. Yes, it is. Um, it also has the ability to recommend menus for you. Like if you want to have some kind of dinner, it can look at your ingredients and tell you what to make, including if you have diabetes or you're on a health kick or whatever, it can make special allowances for your, your Weight Watchers numbers. Uh, it can also, if you have an LG uh, oven, send the recipe info to the oven to preheat your, your, your oven for the correct temperature and settings. Uh, what do we think of these kinds of stupid, expensive electronics? I think they're stupid and expensive. <laughs> I think they're trying to take the thinking out of everything now, and it's bad for us. I, I can't get over the fact that it's a $2,500 refrigerator. Like, I don't know why you would spend that much money. How much do refrigerators normally cost? Melissa? I have no idea. $800? I've never purchased a refrigerator. Amy, fact checked. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You're not it. going fast enough. Do we want a world where everything is interconnected with ourselves, our smartphones, and the internet? No. Are we comfortable just using normal buttons? Yep. And shopping lists? Yep. And Because so, so if I, I guess, don't have a proper shopping list, I don't buy as much, and then it's better. 
so here's, I think, the, the rationale for having a refrigerator that knows what food you have and can recommend recipe options to you. Is, I mean, if you think about the amount of food that spoils in people's refrigerators sure. every year because we're not always very good about using all the food we purchase for the things we've planned, um, we, we wind up throwing away a lot of food. And potentially something like this could um, help people to use their food more efficiently. I don't know that it's worth $2,500 to me at this point, but I can see the value in the technology itself. It also has an ability, I think it's called the blast chiller, where you could take a room temperature can of pop and put it in this little convenient holder. And in four minutes, it'll drop the temperature to 40 degrees Fahrenheit. So, you know. Does it spin while it's doing that? Or is it just... I do not believe that it spins. So I'm, I'm assuming somehow it still doesn't matter i'm doesn't, guessing doesn't crystallize the outside it's only 40 degrees fahrenheit so i think you'd probably be okay you wouldn't have like a frozen pop can that would explode all right i just don't see the need for having an icy cold beverage in four minutes like just put I, your i can see that it's like, kind of cool I, I guess i could kind of see the use of it but only in in limited places i mean if you're running a home business of baking and you need to be able to bake cupcakes because that's the really big thing to be doing as home businesses right now is doing cupcake business. You need to be able to bake these cupcakes and get them frosted. And you've got 300 you've got to make and you've, you know, you've timed the it blast out. chiller would actually be yeah, really useful because you could get them from the oven into the blast chiller, get them cooled and get them onto the plate to be piped in half an hour or less. It's kind of a... A frivolous sounding thing for an average consumer. and But I mean, for people running small businesses without the resources to purchase commercial grade, you know, appliances, this is kind of a... What are the odds that this costs more than a commercial grade refrigerator? Well, so Amy's got refrigerators <laughs> pulled up on her webpage. She's looking at Sears and I'm seeing a range of... $600 to $3,000. Whoa. 3001 is on sale. It's originally... Uh, three thousand seven hundred and fifty. Is it coated in Why, gold? Yeah. What does it do? Is it made by LG? It may be huge. That do you may get also a be butler with it. Wait, like you'd live inside of it? It's like his, would, his little. It's probably home. Kenmore. It, oh, it's the fancy Kenmore with the double doors the that doors, open. Bottom freezer. The uh, shelf that doors. slides out. Energy. Probably the crisper drawer that's separate <laughs> yes, from the refrigerator. French doors. They just go on strike every other week. <laughs> yeah. Double, <laughs> double drawer freezers. It's a pretty sweet refrigerator. I think it's the refri the fridge and freezer that if. If well, not if that when mom and dad finally decide to replace the one that is—it's mom's dream fridge. Yeah, that's the one. Mom They're not saying. getting it, but uh, come on, can you see them paying that much for a refrigerator? Yeah, no. Well, they have like an extra car they could sell or something. That's what <laughs> no. it would take. Yeah. So if you were at a, a Sears or a Home Depot and you saw someone wanting to buy one of these things, do you think you'd try to talk them out of it? No. You're, you're fine with people spending their money I would on just, dumb things? Yeah, I would just, you know, quietly mock them and, you know, hate them a little bit for not giving their money to a better cause or something. But, I mean, you have to, like, all of the things about this refrigerator that make it expensive are good and useful things to have. Theoretically. Well, okay. Like what? Well, so having being able to open both doors gives you the ability to put larger things in your fridge um, because you can open the doors wide enough to get those wide items and, and fill really the whole width of your refrigerator. The crisper drawer that you can open for like things that you typically need snacks and things that you would put in the refrigerator and you don't have to open the door to the refrigerator. So you're actually saving energy and maintaining the, the coolness of the 
large refrigerator space by just opening the drawer. I've always wanted to see a refrigerator while it's opening through like predator vision. You know, oh, is it like vision? The heat vision? Yeah, yeah, just because you probably see just the blue air just dump out and I think into the cool. whole room. Yeah, yeah it yeah. would be. T- it, it's really quite wasteful. It looks cool. Though. Um, so we should buy a thirty-five hundred dollars FLIR camera. Yes, and then we can just look at normal refrigerators. You're not done spending here. Clearly, <laughs> podcast budget has just been extended. <laughs> I think you should find a five-dollar one you could rent. Fair enough. No, I, I was uh, I was listening to someone have a conversation the other day about uh, clueless people walking into Best Buy, just saying to the you know guy in blue shirt, "Hey, I'm looking for one of those things there," and having the guy in the blue shirt sell them on something that either wasn't necessary or was overpriced or wasn't even the best thing in that category. And the person was having kind of a dilemma because they knew that they should, as like a decency thing, go up to the person and say, yeah, the the item that that salesman just told you you should buy is not actually the one you should pick up. And I was thinking like, what would I do if I was in this situation? Would I have the, the, the balls to go up and say, hey, put that down, grab this other thing? And I think it depends on what it was. If it was like one of those crazy $80 HDMI cables, I would just rip it out of their hand and smack them and then say, you know, buy it online. But there's just something mischievous about that whole business practice at Best Buy of of selling to the the thing that's either the most commission or the the highest profit margin or, you know. Are you sure that's what they're doing? Well, why else would they recommend some of the things they do? I mean. Because they don't know. They're, well, they're trained, aren't they? They have. Not as well as you think. No. Most retail employees, people think that they're experts in whatever, you know, retail area they work in. But most retail training involves like basic stuff like buzzwords to say to customers and how to sell your in-store credit card and how to use the cash register, not which products are best for any particular application that takes months and sometimes years of like hands-on experience to become that knowledgeable. You probably know more than the average Best Buy employee about most electronics. Speaking from experience, because I sell sewing machines on occasion, I have both talked people into machines and out of more expensive machines that were unnecessary for them because I didn't want them to get a machine that was more than they could handle because we sell a basic machine that goes in straight lines, it goes in zigzag lines and does a couple of other exciting things. But for the most part, it goes in a straight line. Then we've got some that are great for quilters and are encouraged for quilters and encouraged for people that are going to be quilting because they've got a lot more stitches that they can do. There's a lot more gadgets and gizmos and things that this machine can do. You can do. program it to make shapes and yeah. things. Yeah, and if you're not going to use that regularly, don't get it. But how much, what training, I tell them. how much training did you receive on selling sewing machines? The full training that I received was here. Here's a book that tells you all the information we have on these machines. If you need more information, we can get tell them that you can go into the back and get a manual out. And the two of you can try and figure it out. So basically, I fly by the seat of my pants until I started to figure out what I needed to know to tell somebody if this was a good machine. Yeah, I think ignorance is more the issue in, in retail sales. People aren't... I'm always disappointed when I go to buy uh, shoes. I'm always disappointed when I'm running shoes or like hiking shoes. I used to think, oh, I'll go to REI because those guys are real outdoorsy and they know a ton about shoes and just... 
disappointed constantly for years disappointed when I'm trying to ask questions and get suggestions as you know the price of the shoes that I really love are going up and up and I'm trying to find a a cheaper option and nobody can give me anything other than well these ones over here are cheaper and I'm like yeah I can read I know they're cheaper but (coughs) will they do what I want them to and the person's like I don't know when I go to Alpine Experience it's often the same thing although I chalk that up to most of the employees being 17 <laughs> yeah, I was at REI yesterday. I was just appalled by how much I'm going to have to spend to get a nice rain jacket in friggin' Washington. Why do you need a nice rain jacket? Because I don't. I've never owned one. You don't go outside that often. I'm going to start going outside more often. For what purpose? To fix my lungs. Oh, tell me how this makes sense. Uh, you know, going hiking and 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 possibly walking to work occasionally. Can asthma be fixed by exercise? Yes, it can be improved. I will not be fixed. Hmm. I didn't know that. Rain jackets just cost that much. Yeah. It is what it's, it is. I can give you a hefty bag. That's free. that's why I was appalled because I didn't realize I thought I was gonna go out and but, maybe. But if you, know, you want bucks. if you wanna if you wanna know the right jacket for you, the sales staff is not gonna be necessarily They I didn't guarantee. even come up and try to help me. I was yeah. a little pissed. Yeah. Well, and if Forbes is right, Best Buy will be going out of business soon anyway, and then it won't matter to anyone. Seriously? Why? Yeah, there was a, a, a article this week on the 9th about um, just their their plummeting market share, the fact that they don't have any major competitors anymore, that Circuit City's out of business. And yet in 2011, their stock value dropped 40% and things just don't look very good. Because their crap's too expensive. People are poor right now. They can't well, afford to buy all that excess. It's that. It's, it's that, you know, th- there's a recession going on. I think their business model of trying to kind of nickel and dime people on extended warranties and upsells and geek squad installations and stuff. I think people have finally wisened up to the fact that that's just a scam, you know, the, the idea that you're going to come to yeah. my house for $100 and plug my PlayStation into my TV. Like, that's a crazy yeah. service. And most and people are We can just call willing. Luke and he'll do it for free. I, I think, yeah, anybody that's going to get, you know, most of those things can probably figure it out themselves. If you, if you want something simple, you're going to go buy, you know, an Apple laptop and not have to set anything up. If you want something more complex, you, you want it because it's complex and you have the skill set to make it work. Um, I just, I don't know if Best Buy's model works very well. Melissa disagrees. Uh, no, I just love that you think there's no setup required on a, a Mac. What's required on a Mac? It, it walks you through it the same way a Windows setup does. The first no, time. no, I just meant that like it's you plug in the power cord and then you go. How is that different from any laptop? Setting up. Well, I didn't say laptop. I just meant like if you were going to buy like a desktop or something. People that want to buy a dedicated desktop, okay, want a desktop a, for a purpose. A PC's all color coded. It's n- there's n- there's really no functional difference. Uh, so then why does Geek Squad charge for it? I mean, there's obviously a because market because there out are there. people who can't do it on their own your mom a number of my co-workers <laughs> that's actually true I, I mean i your mom's a smart lady and she can't do computers that's true she it's just it's one thing that has never clicked for her yet uh. maybe someday but it hasn't clicked yet and so there is a market for people to do what the geek squad does you may disapprove of it and you may think they overcharge but it's not because nobody needs it mm. i have a co-worker who has been working there for a month and Almost every transaction, she still asks us if she's done it right because she does not like the technology. She just can't handle it. Would you guys be sad if Best Buy went out of business? No. The con- I mean, the convenience factor of if I need a, a DVD or something quick, like having a, a, a real store where I can get something, I, I think I would miss that. The, the actual store experience itself, no, I hate going in there. I don't know where I would actually buy a physical CD if they went out of business. Though. Amazon. Yeah, that's it. 
That's all you need. Barnes <laughs> Noble has them sometimes. Barnes. Some of the Barnes mm, Target. Not ours. Target, Fred Meyer. I will not shop at Target. Fred Meyer. There we go. All right. And see, since Borders went out of business, which still makes me sad, um, I only have Best Buy and Target to look for movies primarily because the Target selection just has gone weird since they moved it. Can't find anything. What what were we talking about? CES? Yes, we started talking about refrigerators (laughs) and then talking people out of buying expensive things and then HDMI cables and then Best Best Buy. Buy. By the way, a commercial grade blast chiller, $20,000. What? What? So maybe this refrigerator isn't all that They're massive, aren't they? Yeah, it's a dedicated blast chiller. So it's the size of a refrigerator. Okay, so it's huge. Yeah, so it's like a... What about one that's just like, you know, you put a couple cans of soda pop in there? And then they explode. What, what's yeah. time to explode on oh, that? Yeah. I don't know. That needs, that uh, we need a, a video. That needs to be a specification. Time to explode. Fact check your own stuff. On what that. else is it? CES. Yeah, Tell me more about CES. CES. CES is, CES is a, a crazy electronics show where people bring out the crazy new things that they're trying to sell. Yeah, you, you said you said that before. But so, what? Like what else is there? I can, I, that can I interest Microsoft you? isn't really playing a role this year, which is part of why no one's paying attention. They. This is their last year doing the keynote. Uh, Mr. Balmer went up there and did his normal horrible presentation, and uh, they announced you know some. Is new... that why? He's a terrible speaker. Like he's nothing compared to Bill Gates. It's it's a little unfortunate. Um, but you know, CES is all about you know tablets and smartphones and new TVs mm-hmm. and Blu-ray players and you know it's it's basically the E3 or the you know Detroit Auto Show. It sounds for... like there's nothing so the that's really Auto Show is actually going on right now. As it well. is yes, yeah. but it that sounds like there's nothing really. New that's actually Sony exciting. showed a new TV that's probably cost twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, but that's you know, there's nothing new, new. There's nothing. I mean, this is just stuff we already have. It's just been upgraded. There's nothing that's yeah. like. There's no like new iPad or. See, and I no. heard the analysis that the biggest issue with CES isn't that there isn't anything new. It's that companies are tired of being like bound by the tradition of announcing stuff at certain times of the year and are are finding more success actually in making these announcements <coughs> independently independent of the big trade shows you know where they can have the whole news cycles themselves I, I think that makes sense That's for fair. bigger companies I mean you know but uh, even small independent companies are doing it sure but if you're gonna have like a press conference you need to be you know a Google or an Apple or a Microsoft because you, you're not going to fill the seats if you are. LG. I'm not so sure that there's going to be a lot of interest in, you know, refrigerators and Blu-ray But they players. could announce alternate. I mean, I guess with the the <clears throat> explosion of people getting their information from the internet, you don't need a live press conference anymore. Yeah, that's true. I think the whole idea of a big setup like that is irrelevant. You could do a studio press conference and just host it online. Yep. It's totally relevant. And that's what people are doing. All right. I so I want to cut the internet out so of my life. Why are you being so secretive with your little clipboard over <laughs> I'm not, there? I just, I'm trying not to get too far away from the microphone and look at it. So I'm just, you know, peeking at it. My he ta- looks like he's protecting nuclear launch codes or something. <laughs> Man, if I had nuclear launch codes, I would not be in this room right now. <laughs> Speaking of nuclear launch codes, let's talk about EMP. Who knew that was a segment? Let's talk about EMP blasts. All right. Why? Sweet. Because my coworker started talking to, to me about this on Wednesday. I don't know. He was watching something Why on TV. Why does he want to blow up Is the he end? one of those paranoid guys that's well, just so concerned he, about <laughs> he, uh, sudden attack? 
He mentioned to me on Wednesday that he thought, okay, so an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, it's something that would happen from uh, like a dirty bomb. If you had a nuclear weapon encased in cobalt, that would create an EMP. Uh, like solar flares kind of do the same kind of thing. Um, basically would wipe out all electronic circuitry, like in everything, in your TVs, in your phones, in your cars, in your house, everything you have. Pacemakers. With, yes. Anything would you have it? with an electric, yes. Oh, yeah. With an electrical signal, the satellites in the sky to the subways that we ride on would all die. And so he was saying that he thought that would be good for mankind because it would bring back some kind of family values because people would no longer be distracted by all of their smartphones and other gadgets. And I told him that it would be disastrous because mankind would fall apart within days. Like there would be rioting, looting, murdering, factions would pop out of nowhere, people would just be killing and the current state of the world would fall apart, yes, and it would become more tribal for sure. Well, I mean, that's we, we we start talking too about like people in you know the boondocks of Africa might not even notice because their life doesn't have yeah, any no. influence with electronics. But, I'm sure there'd be like some some awesome chief out there with an iPod just no, downtrodden. He's I like, just got no. this. It was my Christmas present. <laughs> Celine Dion, no, <laughs> no. Okay, so I want to know. I want to know what you guys think. Would an EMP or some kind of <laughs> event that took care of all electronics, would that cause mass hysteria? Would it be good? Would nothing really happen? How much death and destruction do you predict? A lot. How much? Uh, like end of the world? Like we've no, never recovered from No, it? no, no, no. We, you can get electromagnetic pulse protection. Like tinfoil hats? There, I mean, there's computers that, that certain government individuals have and some very <laughs> paranoid individuals have. That what are you girls will, looking that at over there? Shield computers that, that can shield com- things like computers from EMP blasts. Sure, but there are so few of them. Is this some kind of sure? Like, I mean, like the military, gr- like the military yeah. stuff is all going to be protected against that. Sort I'm of sure. Blast. Yeah, I'm sure military. Okay, yeah. So the, the U.S. government would still be able to, like, you know, feed the president nice food, but like everybody but, else would be screwed. And communicate. Yeah. I mean, like com- military communications would might be minorly disrupted, but it wouldn't be devastated. Like you know that the communications infrastructure is one of the first things to be shielded from this kind of a thing in order to prevent the kind of mass chaos that you're predicting. My dad's calling me. Should I answer? Yes. Front speaker. Hello. I can't hear this side. Hey, what's up, Dad? Speakerphone. I don't know how to turn on speakerphone. Dude, I... there's a button. I don't know which button it is. Dude, what? no, I'm at I'm at Luke's place. We're podcasting. Wait, hold it up closer. My car. Oh, that was tonight. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll bring it over after I'm done here. Okay. Um, late-ish. In a couple hours. <sighs> An hour. We'll just leave the keys on the table and I'll do it. I'll just leave it there for you. All pretty if I had... What? Why? Oh, that's right. What time... What t- Can we do it in the morning? <sighs> well, I can't stop podcasting. That's... Can we do it when tomorrow evening? Can we do it tomorrow evening? This is a fascinating this is, discussion. <laughs> the, well, this is the model. Kelly says, can I try something else? And dad says, no. And Kelly says, can I try something else? And dad says, no. Okay. Um, well, I'll be there. Okay, tell you I'll what. be there as quick as I can. Tell your dad to get here and take your spot. We'll put Linton on the podcast. No. <laughs> okay. I'll be there as soon as I can, okay? Time is it right now? Eight o'clock. Okay. I can't be there by 8.30. We will do our best. We, I will do my best. All right. Bye bye. So, ex- it's my dad. Wait, wait, wait. Nazi. No, Amy, you can't, wait, wait, wait. you can't interrupt this. I want to know what's going on with the car. Uh, my car is a piece of crap, and we were gonna take it in to get it looked at, but my dad's being old as hell right now <laughs> and wanting to go to bed by friggin' eight thirty. So, um, hey, Megan used to go to sleep at eight thirty. Yeah, but not always old people. 
not a lot of people consider before 11 o'clock bedtime. So, Melissa. <laughs> yeah, well, there's like, uh, yeah. I'm going to go to bed in 45 minutes. <laughs> All right, Amy, what are you going to tell so, us about your crazy North Idaho protection suit place, whatever? <laughs> it says that experts around the world agree that uh, mitigation efforts need to be concentrated on system hardening as a first line of defense. Oh, he's calling me back. Oh, Come right. on, find speakerphone. Hello? Okay. Yeah, okay. This is thrilling audio. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, yeah, I, uh, I'll call you the second we're done, and I'll meet you there. All right, bye-bye. I still think we need your dad on this podcast. <sighs> no. He, he can be a special My dad guest. is a pill. Yes, but it'd be amazing. <clears throat> we could talk about Ron Paul. It'd be great. Uh, he would hate you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I turn the lean towards your scenario. Uh, I think chaos would erupt. Um, the people that would be the most prepared are the people that society generally considers lunatics right now. The survivalists, the people that hoard weapons and food and, you know, they have diesel trucks that aren't going to be affected by an EMP. They have ham radios that, you know, you can assemble from pieces. And there's, those are the kind of people that are going to be the most prepared. You know, the average person, they're not going to have phones. They're not going to have cars. Maybe they have a week's worth of food in their house right now, and they have no way to protect themselves from people who want to take it from them. Um, there's, there's going to be mass chaos. There's no way, like, even though I live an hour and a half away from my parents, if something like that happened, how in the world would I ever get in contact with my parents? Aside from driving down there, there's no way. All the cell phones would be out. Internet would be out. You know, every way that we communicate on a modern scale today would be just totally wiped out. Satellites would be non-functional. You know, it, it would just be chaos. You would only have the people that live around you and know you on a personal basis. And if you, even if at that, if you don't have a emergency plan set up, then even then, people that live in your local neighborhood aren't going to know what the plan is, what to do, how to survive. It's going to be very hard. So you guys don't think that it would end in tragedy for mankind? You think somehow we'd be able to pull it together? That I don't think it would be pleasant. I think it would be more like what it was 150 years ago. But, but how do you think people in big cities would react to instantly being thrown into the 1880s? I mean... What happens when you live in a city of two million uh, no, it people? Would be, it and, would be military crackdown in order yeah. to keep the rioting and looting under control. But the military people need to get their food and everything, too, for their families. I mean, if I had the obligation to take care of my family or report for duty, I'd go AWOL. I mean, there's, there's only so much you can do when there's nothing left for mankind to survive on. Police state. That's my prediction. North Korea. Everywhere. Just... Yeah. I mean, because the other, uh, the other option is barbarism. I mean, it, family values... Your coworker is nuts. Yes, I'm yes. just I'm just gonna throw that one out there. We get family values from an EMP. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, we'd go live up in the hills, and, and, and hunt and fish and farm." No. So I, I guess my and I said, "What happens like when a, another tribe comes through and says that's now my fish?" Well, I mean, what do you mean by family values? Do you mean like warm, lovey-dovey, you know, 20th century Leave It to Beaver? you know, lifestyle that relied on electricity, by the way, in order to work? Or are we talking like 1600s? If your kid is born with a deformity, you leave him outside to die. What kind of family Good values are we talking? Good old-fashioned family values. Good old-fashioned family values. Like the Spartans. So there's obviously a lot of things that when it first happened would go horribly wrong. For instance, all the hospitals that have electronic monitoring or everybody with a pacemaker or anybody who has some sort of a an implant or whatever else that helps them to live would not live anymore. So there's obviously a downside there. But on a larger scale, I really don't think that it makes any sense that if there's an EMP and suddenly people don't have electricity, that suddenly they'll develop family values. 
I think it's much more likely that if there is some catastrophic event that causes people to no longer have what they have now, then people are going to go off and find people who do still have it and they'll kill them and take it from them. Um, so kind of what you had mentioned before where people are going to riot and, you know, just go crazy because they don't have what they want, I think is much more likely scenario. But that said, there are certainly plenty of technologies that I would rather people didn't have all the time. Like, People talking on the phone during, you know, dinner time, for instance, is kind of lame. I don't think that we would devolve into, I think there would be some rioting, but I think that, I don't think that family values would immediately come in, come back and blah, 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 because we're somewhere else. But I think that, I think that people, I generally tend to believe that people are genuinely good, like they, that they will be good and that they will see that beating someone up isn't the best plan. You and I are different. Yes, we are. <laughs> the, and, yeah. I think you'd have to just nuke the internet specifically rather than everything. because. But if you just nuke the devices that get on the internet, then you've solved that problem. Right. So which one do you want? Do you want to bro- break the internet or the things that use the internet? What's the difference? Well, you, you can make a, you, you can make a phone it. you can make a phone call on your right. phone, but if the EMP busts your phone, you can't do. Phone you can't call anybody, right? So just the internet, then. just the internet. Just we're nuking the internet. How would you feel about that? I'd be all right with it. All right, we'll come back to that later in this podcast. All right, so we had talked last time on the podcast about discussing the Anthropocene period. Um, scientist, this is this is how I'm working science into the podcast. Uh, scientists have been debating this for a while now. Uh, sociologists, <clears throat> archaeologists, people like that. Um, wondering if mankind has basically influenced this planet so much that they deserve their own like time, their own period, their own, you know, Cretaceous period. But so the, the thinking would be that we have so fully denuded, you know, many parts of the world. We've turned so much of the planet into, uh, you know, soil for agriculture. We have released all sorts of radioactive debris into the air through, you know, wars and, um, you know, testing for, for military use. We have, you know, ex- mining, we have mined things. We have wiped out species. We have, you know, subjugated this planet. In so what's the controversy? Time. If you can have, if something that's on such a, a short time period can be given its own period already, most other periods were, you know, tens, hundreds of millions of years. And we're basically saying that in the last 8,000 years, we've already like carved out an entire period by ourselves. So, I mean, conventional historians kind of leaving aside anthropologists and paleontologists kind of out of this. I mean, historians do that sort of thing all the time. We, we, we categorize things in ever, ever decreasing lengths of time. The, the, the historical eras in a traditional study of world history become ever shorter and shorter as you get closer to the present because the, the rate at which dramatic change occurs increases and so because and and each time a dramatic enough change takes place a new era begins historically speaking so i don't see why an 8000 i don't see why people would be so concerned about the arbitrary need to have a certain length of time if you look at the dramatic fashion in which mankind has influenced the planet I, I guess I, I don't see any controversy in that at all. So you're just talking about eras. So like, you mean like the industrial revolution and the, like those kinds of things? Like, Well, I mean, if we take human history and we look at the eras within human history, they become in- increasingly close together as the changes happen more and more quickly. I don't see any reason why you couldn't take, you know, geologic or epochal things and, and 
apply the same standard where yeah because i mean on, and honestly like the way they they measure those things is to look at the soil and look at, at what happened in those periods and they're going to find in a million years if there's still someone around to dig for it they're going to find in the last you know eight thousand years this change that has occurred and you know increasing rapidity like she said where you know there's all kinds of crazy stuff there's going to be structures in the soil there's going to be radiation that they'll be able to you know measure in there there's going to be all kinds of you know, um, extinctions occurring all over. They're going to find fossils for that. Um, so yeah, it makes sense to me. Do you know what age we're living in? Like we in like the internet age or is there some like Uh, stupid? So it depends on what historian you talk to, how they define. We're in the age of Kelly. The, yeah, I want off of this age. I guess it just depends on on what criteria you're looking at for what age. What was the last Um, age that was widely regarded as being agreed upon? BK. Again, it depends on which historical measure you take. If you're taking a technological measure, a sociological measure. Uh, Is there like an electronics age that people live? People call forward? it that, yeah. The okay. second half of the 20th century in, into the present. So basically after World War II, like mm-hmm. that whole. Yeah. I wonder what the next one would be. The after space, Kelly. space age. Well, that's, a, well, I mean, the, the argument of the 1960s was that we were entering the space age. I think, though, that that nomenclature has kind of died off as humans have spent less and less time in space. As we realized, it's really, really hard to survive yeah. out there. <laughs> Things are really far away. Yeah. And, and people have never been good at predicting the next age. Nobody could have foreseen the world we live in now the internet, 50 years yeah, ago. In 1960, uh-uh. yeah, it wouldn't make sense. No. So yeah, I was listening to a podcast the other day about science. They're talking about the Kepler mission that's finding all these exoplanets. So planets that are kind of like Earth um, thinking that there might be, you know, life forms on there of some kind. And one of the, the, the hosts was talking about like, you know, what's the closest one? Like if, we, if, if something bad happened, you know, we were going to be wiped out. Like we needed to jump ship and make an arc and shoot it at this planet. Like, <laughs> where do we go? How far is it? And, and the, the astronomer was like, oh, it's really quite close. It's only uh, 50 million light or no 50 light years away. And the, the host was like, that doesn't sound too far. And then the host was like, or the scientist was like, well, so it's the speed of light for 50 years. So it's yeah. not exactly close. We're not going to get there in 50 yeah. years. It's yeah. yeah, even if we could <laughs> achieve like, you know, close to light travel, like it's going to take a while. Yeah. yeah. So we're basically screwed. Um, unless Kelly, you, you plan to use this age more appropriately and terraform Mars or something. What, um, what are you planning to do with this age of yours? What is your first order of business? Become godlike. And how do you do that? Um, what is step one in that process? Um, yep. <laughs> uh, oh, no, 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 no. I had this all figured out one, once upon a time. I, I wrote a story about it. Um, about no. your plan to take Deep over? Deep meditation. Yes. I think, <laughs> I think people have been trying that for a while. It didn't, I think, it didn't seem to work for them, but it'll work for me. So Wikipedia gives a possible name of this age as being the big data. That's, That's a awful. dumb name. That's like the big the, dig. The postmodern age. It's in the postmodern age. What does that even Anything mean? Anything that says but postmodern means it was invented by a friggin' hippies hippie or hipsters. And or hip yeah. So no. No, no. Tell what what does postmodern even mean? Well was there's there the information age? age, which is part of like it like the the big data would be part of the information age, which is the seventies to present. The big data is considered 2001 to present, according to this article on Wikipedia. Which is always factually correct. I, I edited my first Wikipedia page the other day. I felt awesome. Which one was it? It was for my uh, former pastor, Ken Hutcherson. It was the one that someone had said that he was born in Skyrim and that he was 1160 years old. <laughs> you corrected it back to the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, the beauty of, of uh, Wikipedia <laughs> is that you just like go into the history and just go back 
to whatever previous state it was. You don't actually have to know the information. You can just repair the trolling. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. People can maybe like... I'm a little upset that I don't have a Wikipedia page yet. What would it, what could, would it uh, contain? Contain a picture of me and facts about my life. And I think it should contain the picture of you the other day with your popped collar and your I was trying to photograph something in front of me and I photographed myself. Because you just had the camera facing backwards? No, well, my uh, the iPhone has two cameras. There's one that faces forward and one faces the other direction. And apparently I hit the wrong button and didn't notice the fact that I was on the screen and photographed So that was myself. what you were trying to take a picture of a spider? There was a big old spider on the wall and I was about to murder it. <laughs> the picture of you ended up being pretty awesome. It's kind of cool. My phone has two cameras on it, but I can't figure out how to take, how to flip it the other way because it would be so much easier when small children want to take pictures of themselves with my phone because I've had three-year-olds who are like, I want to take a picture. So yeah. is the idea that you'd be able to like video Skype with the front-facing camera so you could look at the other person on the screen and also have the camera look at you at the same time? No, I think it's the narcissism feature where you like can see yourself. That's exactly what it is, yeah. What? Take the picture. Yeah, my phone is too old to have Skype. It's it allows smart. all those Wait. girls on Facebook that have pictures of themselves with it, duck face <laughs> in their bras. They can just, they hold up the camera like, and you know, that's the sound they make. Yeah, and uh, duck face. It sounds like a cat. <laughs> it's a dying cat eating a duck. Okay. And because it's dying because it's eating the duck. Yes. It's <laughs> tried to big. swallow it whole. Yeah, It's true. <laughs> Plus his duck face is actually pretty good. Hurts my eyes. <laughs> That's weird. That was really weird. <laughs> Your face is kind of weird right now. That's weird. Well, I'm, I'm in shock. <laughs> You're in shock that you managed to pull off duck face? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Amy. So I vote yes for Age of Man. Just Age of Man, you think Anthropocene works, Kelly? Yes. If you were a scientist on this panel. Age of Kelly. That's my vote. All I'm right. not even changing it. Emma, or don't try. Amy, what would you choose? Is this the Age of Man or are, is that too narcissistic? I don't know. Actually, actually oh, yes. can I change my vote? Yes. Can we change it to Age of Man until I take over and that'll be Age of Kelly? Yeah, I still think your age is going to be very good. Yeah, you, well. Your plan sounds like you just like passing out somewhere. <laughs> I like. I don't know if you've thought like to step two yet. Like That's okay. No, no, no. At some it's, point, does the meditation turn into anything meaningful? Yeah, okay. Step one, meditation. Starvation step two. He doesn't like. Yes. No, no, no. Step one, meditation. Step two, step three, <laughs> godlike powers. <laughs> Step four, profit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Since we've been talking about the tragedies of mankind <clears throat> and our death and destruction, oh, let's talk about something serious. that's a little bit more like okay, uplifting. Public Good service announcement from Oh, no, Amy's is not uplifting, so maybe we Wait, should. Emma, wait. How is this not uplifting? Because it's really depressing. What's you guys what raised like $4 million for needy people. Yes. What are we talking about? Yes. This is slavery. where you talk. Yeah, oh. slavery. We're talking about slavery. From the beginning. Go. So... Uh, there is an organization, nonprofit organization called Do Something Now. And every year in January, they partner with a conference in Atlanta called the Passion Conference. And they do something. <laughs> so what, they, what is it they do? Very on the nose. Um, they raise money for projects around the world. Um, projects, charity. Charity projects. Projects. Uh, projects that are designed to bring attention to social injustices as well as try to correct many of the injustices. This year, the focus of Do Something Now was on freedom. The, and um, the reason why they were focusing on freedom is because there are 27 million people in slavery. It's being, the most number of people... Ever. 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 Is it most number and also highest percentage? 
Or is it just biggest? Where number? are most of these people? Some of them are everywhere. I'm Every- sure they're in America, but yeah. There's an estimated in every country a, in the world. There's an estimated eight million in the United States. The rest what? of them are in Europe, Asia, and Africa. Oddly South enough, America, m- many of them are Australia. picking your tomatoes. This is why I want to move to um, Antarctica. Because there's no slaves there. There might be. No. <laughs> Um, the, the, the penguins have enslaved the few researchers left. Yes. The the people that are enslaved are not just trafficked for sex slavery. They're also uh, trafficked and enslaved for um, production and in doing and in, and in, in doing forced labor. Uh, the worst part of all of that is that, for the most part, our global economy couldn't survive without them. Which is sure. the depressing part of it. So we nuke the internet and the slaves. And whoa, 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 no! whoa. And, then, and we'll bring back, we'll bring back family values. <laughs> all right, Kelly's onto something now. No! He, he wrapped it all around. How is that? Statement. Not we. We get rid of the slaves. The just one fell swoop. <laughs> and by, by making them not that? slaves, we're not killing right. them. No, wait, wait what? <laughs> All right, maybe we are. If they're ruining our economy, they deserve to die. They're not ruining Ruining the economy. economy. They're supporting the economy. If you really understood... They're taking the morality out of the economy. They deserve to die. (laughs) If you really understood the expense that everything you purchase... I mean, how expensive everything you purchase would actually be. Yeah, if your iPhone was made in America, you would not be able to afford it. Because we would have to pay our people way too much. That would nuke the internet. But, I mean, not even things like iPods, which... Apple is so heavily scrutinized that, for the most part, the production of the actual <laughs> finished iPod is fairly legit. Most finished products um, in kind of large um, corporations have become more and more legit. They're not all perfect. The, the real kind of hidden slavery is in the, um, the earlier stages, things like mining or... Um, Brazil has a huge slave industry in the production of charcoal. And you're like, charcoal? What, who needs charcoal? But all steel production is based on the, the use of charcoal to so add the, the carbon to the iron. Um, it's not just Pittsburgh. It's, it's all Pittsburgh's kinds fault. of... Um, Nuke Pittsburgh. I'm on board with that. But everything that you own that's made of steel probably has been... Invo- has uh, been tainted in some way. By... I wonder what slaving. my machete is made of. Um, probably the, steel. In Brazil, specifically, in, with the charcoal, it's the lumber production. Mm-hmm. Um, you also find a lot of it in cotton, in the milling process in the cotton. Uh, a lot of cotton is grown in the United States, but then it gets shipped to other countries, and that's where it becomes tainted. So the products that you have may not be fully done by, you know, it may not be fully tainted, but there is some handling of it. Um, there, if you're at all interested in this, there's an app put together by not for sale. It's called free to work. If you have a, uh, smartphone that can scan barcodes. So you download a QR reader on your application. Uh, you can actually scan, um, different barcodes and see how that company rates in terms of what their, they refer to them as grades, what their grade is about, um, different labor policies, yeah. including child labor, um, payment of employees, work conditions for employees, um, things like that. And talking about, because you brought up Apple, um, in terms of electronics, the company that has the best grade, HP, and they have a C. Wow. Well, because all of this stuff is made in Foxconn and you know, China and Taiwan, and it's basically like a concentration camp. They're graded on their policies, their transparency, their monitoring, and their workers' rights. HP gets a B- on their policies. So what are their policies about 
forced labor? What are what are the expectations? What does the company say they're going to do if it's reported to them that there is a condition of forced labor, human trafficking involved in the production of their products? Why are you laughing, Melissa? Because a B minus is the best grade. That's yeah. That's really for, uh, for electronics or for anybody. For electronics. For electronics. Okay. Um, a C plus in transparency, um, which, which means is that they don't how thoroughly the brand understands the supply chain. How much do they know about where all of their component yeah. products are coming from? Um, do you have a way well, to look okay, at what so I, what's their grade, like, though? I need to know this grade quickly. Monitoring is a D and workers' rights is a D. All right, find, <sighs> find other big companies. Like, what's so, Microsoft? Or- for example, um, as she's looking that stuff up, some of, like the transparency in the supply chain, one of the, the concerns may be forced labor in the mining of minerals. A lot of minerals used in electronics come out of Africa, particularly Central Africa, where the the countries are so war torn that um, it's warlords labor and conflict uh, minerals conflict minerals yeah um, Microsoft is not listed on here it's an ever growing <laughs> list so they're ever updating what about Gap um, it's because everybody that tries to put Gap Microsoft a, on there disappears <laughs> Gap's got what a B uh, Gap has a B I went out of it sorry. I'm looking at this on an. It means only twenty percent of their shoes are made by children. Um, if yeah. you <laughs> yes, if you can't scan, so you've got an iPod Touch, you can just browse through things. Um, so interesting for you, Luke. Kindle has a D minus. I don't care. Nook, what's Nook? Nook's not on here. They they have a D minus overall. Their policies are D minus, and they have an F in transparency, monitoring, and workers' rights. They get an F in workers' rights because the brand does not require its contractors and subcontractors to pay workers a living wage. So, how do you feel about this? Do you do you find yourself not wanting to buy from certain companies that don't have good ratings? One of the categories on here is chocolate. I love candy bars. It's definitely made me think twice about what I'm willing to consume in that way because a lot of a lot of that has to do with the production of the cocoa and the gathering of the cocoa. Chocolate and the- is one of the most notorious examples of forced labor in the supply chain. Yeah. Because it's the easiest to spot. What? Um, what do you mean? It's easy to find kids picking it's easy. Beans? It's easy. Well, um, because chocolate is a, a limited supply chain, there are only but so many ingredients, um, and many of the ingredients have a his, have historic connection to slave labor. So the cocoa and the sugar um, both have long historical connections to the slave trade. So it's easy to um, pinpoint places where abuses can and are still happening in the chocolate supply chain. Additionally, you see in the chocolate industry a big push from some high-end chocolatiers towards um, certified fair trade chocolate. They can actually get an international certification guaranteeing the fair value being paid to all people along the the entire supply chain of the product. There are very few products that are certified in that way um, because it's a very uh, intensive process to get the fair trade certification. And so it tends to be um, high-end gourmet food products almost exclusively. And I'm not going to spend money for And that. weird hippie clothes. Um, Clothing-wise... Um, How's Nike doing? Uh, Nike's actually not bad. It's a C. The A-plus, the only A-plus grade is Maggie's Organics Clothing. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, I will be buying Smart from Will gets an A minus. You can't even afford an REI jacket. Did you hear that? What? Did you hear that? No, I didn't. Smart oh. Will gets an A minus. Um, other notables, Reebok and Adidas get B pluses. It's not the too bad. Gap Company gets a B. Um, Do we have like food places? Like, does McDonald's rate on there at all? I don't think McDonald's is in there. Puma gets a B. 
Um, or an F in Luke's book because they support Ferrari. Yes, Kelly, you are speaking the truth. All right. Fine. This is only rating their slave labor practices, yeah, not Jan's their Ferrari. Not, not their morality as a, as a whole. Lee, Lee Jeans gets a C plus. Wait, wait, I have a question. Wrangler are, are, gets a C plus. Are Lee's a different brand than Levi's? Yes. Like totally different. There's totally no connection Totally different. At all. Do, do they make guys Lee's jeans? Because I, I was so. thinking as a girl's company. I don't know if they make men's, but if they do, they would sell them at Mervyn's or JCPenney. Is it one of those? Is it like the, the Safeway Select of JCPenney or? No, it's not a house brand. Okay. But it's, they, they are inexpensive jeans. Okay. Oh, now I lost who it was. Uh, so Amy, you're supposed to be giving us uplifting numbers from Yeah, the this conference. is not at all happy right now. Well, that's what we said this know. wasn't uplifting. No, you, well, I don't know. North I Face a, gets a C plus. So. I have one slight more depressing thing. You're supposed it to may not be depressing passion. for everybody. What happened at Passion? Hang on a second. The saddest thing, at least for me, is that um, companies such as Oshkosh Bagosh, Genius Kids, and Carter's get Fs. The production of children's products. Made by children. Fail. Yes. That makes sense. Entirely. And the the two really cool things that did come out of this Do Something Now is that they asked the college students to raise a million dollars for six projects in Atlanta, one in Atlanta, and the rest of them that were global through uh, International Justice Mission, the A21 campaign, Not For Sale, and a couple of other organizations. I can't remember all the organizations that were involved. Um, and the college students, as well as those who were watching the conference online and just donated or knew about it and donated, raised three over $3.6 million in four days. That's a crazy number. The other That's really good. cool thing that they did is the Passion People erected a statue in downtown Atlanta. I don't know how long it's going to get to stay up, but it, it's, an, it's a hand upreached, and... Uh, CNN has been doing a, a thing on freedom. They've been occasionally reporting on freedom. And they went, the CNN building is like three blocks from the Georgia World Congress Center. They came down and they talked to the people and they did a clip on CNN. You can actually find it online and you can find it on the Do Something Now Facebook page. You should put link. it on our Facebook page. I will try to remember. Or you could find it on the Do Something Now page. I could, but you almost never do anything on our official Facebook page. Because I didn't know I was supposed to. (laughs) If you care enough, you can post the link. Um, But it's this cool video where they talk a little bit about what they were doing, and they talk about what is going to happen, um, and they talk about this hand that they put up. And it's actually, it looks really strange, but it's kind of cool looking. I think it's very cool looking. So yeah, it's really depressing, not really uplifting. Yeah, That's right. Kelly, French, French people. We are not big fans. But I'm okay with them. In 2009, their equivalent of the Supreme Court made it that they they agreed they voted that basic internet access was a fundamental human right. Nice. And you said earlier that you think that we should get rid of the internet. So, are you saying that you disagree with French people? No, I'm saying <laughs> no. Those are two entirely different things. Yes, but you cannot hold them both simultaneously. <laughs> Why not? I'm saying, like yeah, but you can't have access to something that no longer exists. I'm just saying, it, while it's there, I think you definitely <laughs> should have unlimited access to it. On a much happier um, note, I think that we should all tell Danielle from Sacramento, who was here a while ago, why she should have Netflix. Okay. She doesn't. Start, start it off. 
Because she can watch Firefly and Doctor Who. And The Office. I don't think she likes The Office. Well, I, I, I don't know this. Why is why is Netflix superior to Hulu and stealing things off the internet? It's superior to stealing things off the internet because it's easier. You're not going to get evil letters from, from Comcast about pirating things. And the FCC. And the FCC and all those other places. Have you gotten evil letters? I've gotten one evil letter because I was trying to help Melissa on a project. But for the most part, I think that the beauty of Netflix is that they make it easier to get the content you want uh, so that you don't have to actually steal it. But Hulu, I don't think, has the movie range that Netflix does. So it's probably not for her unless she just wants TV. Kelly, why should Danielle get Netflix? So she doesn't have to go outside anymore. I don't know. That's a good point. California is hot and lame, so she can stay indoors She's in and Northern watch TV. in Northern California. It rains there occasionally. Occasionally, I was actually that was that was kind of a facetious remark that I was making there, but whatever. You think she should go outside more? Yes, Melissa. Why should she? I think Danielle's taste. Downton Abbey. Danielle's taste in uh, film and television is outside the norm enough that Netflix might be a great option for her because she could have access to stuff that you know doesn't get aired in America doesn't get aired anymore, you know, it's older or whatever, and, and she could have access to the the types of things that she enjoys. That Netflix really does seem to cater to people of Danielle's taste quite a bit. Absolutely. See, Danielle, everybody thinks you should get Netflix. And it's only $8 a month, so what do you have to lose? Why are we, why are we pitching Netflix of all companies? Because they're because a good company. they don't use slave labor or something? I would imagine they don't use any slave Probably labor. Probably not. Oh, I, I mean... They probably use products. The, the DVDs are all yeah. made and by And their computers are, their servers are tainted, probably. Yeah. yeah. However, um, Amy just wanted to publicly shame her best friend. That's yes. All. The other thing that I wanted to tell you about, I just remembered about this, is that there is a website called uh, slaveryfootprint.org. That's very cool. I did that once. Which is kind of like you're finding your carbon footprint. You can find out... How many slaves you the products use? You use. Yeah, I don't mean to laugh use. at slavery, but that is just that but sounds many, so funny. It's a very fascinating. Interact website. with the products that you have, and it's a survey <coughs> that you can you go through, and you can fine tune. You know, you can count the number of genes you have because they ask you that, and find out how much of the stuff you have is influenced by that. There are some downfalls to it because I mean, in our house we eat Washington apples. Apples that have been picked in Washington. By slaves? Which I can't Probably guarantee are not, not picked okay. by slaves, but the chances <clears throat> are is that they're not. They may not be in the best conditions at some times of the year, some of the fruits, but they're not f- necessarily forced laborers the way that there are in other countries. So you're saying slaves pick better fruit? No. Because Sh- strip mined in Texas t- tomatoes are disgusting. No. Amy really meant that the workers don't have the best conditions, not the fruits. She said the wrong oh, word. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, now I understand. But I, I mean, so there are some downfalls with that, but it was made um, with the help of the U.S. State Department with the best information that they had to allow you to see the average is that you is that the average um, American consumer interacts with at least 25 slaves in their products. Weird. Total. All right, Luke, what's next? All right. We've I got some listener questions. Woo. Keeping in line with our depressing topic, uh, Josh from Lacey asks, as a tribute to the Mayans, what is your favorite end of the world movie? Not 2012. That movie was abysmal. Well, okay. What do we got? We got 2012. <clears throat> we've got The Day After Tomorrow. We've got- That one was pretty cool. Uh, uh, Armageddon, Deep Impact. 
Those didn't like world. that. Guess, didn't actually that end. Didn't kill everybody. Yeah, but neither did the day after tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Nor did always some like world. stupid MacGuffin at the end. That but I mean, it it, it was world changing though. The 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 way. Okay, I've got my my favorite end of the world movie is War of the Worlds. And yes, I'm counting that because the aliens were going to ruin us. The what? The Tom Cruise version? The Tom? Oh, yeah, of course. So you only Ch- that only the ever Cruise. the Tom Cruise version. <laughs> okay. So yeah, War of the Worlds. That's my favorite end of the world movie. This is this is end really hard because I, I know that I I know so many good end of the world movies. Most of yours are gonna be zombie films. I'm guessing. Ooh. Yeah. Do we have to come back to you? Yeah. Some of those are really bleak, though. Well, like I was I, for for a second there, I was thinking The Road, and then I was like, Oh God, no! But you watched that without me. Jerk. Yeah, dude, it was watch, that came out like freaking forever ago. That was that your, that's your fault. And then I was thinking like Zombie Land, but then there's only about three people left in the entire world. Well, that makes it the end of the world movie. Yeah, they killed all the good people. Spoilers. <laughs> um, I'm at that. I'm gonna have to think about it. All right, girls. I've only ever seen two of them, and neither of them were very good. <clears throat> two, Which one? Two movies ever that are about the end of the world that I can think of. Yes. There's probably more than you think of, but okay. What what two? War of the World and Day After Tomorrow. <gasps> Waterworld. Yes, Waterworld. Oh that? my gosh. You've, You've never, never seen, seen Waterworld? Water Kevin Costner. He's peeing and then drinking it. <laughs> Can I pay seven fifty to watch Kevin Costner drink his own urine? Yummy, yummy. <laughs> you guys should watch Waterworld, but only the extended edition that you can't actually watch. Oh yeah, that was really good. Yeah, why a- don't a- they have why isn't that available? ABC paid for the- somebody. Somebody at ABC needs to release. At ABC the rights. needs to stop sucking. They paid for an extended cut to be put together for <clears throat> them to broadcast, and then they never released it for public consumption. Yeah. If you didn't watch it on TV, you never got to see it. Yeah, it was on Sci-Fi Channel once or and twice, it, and it makes the movie make sense at the end. Yeah, it makes it. it like, makes like it, like I mean, I, I liked sense. I liked the original cut a lot, but Aaron right now is screaming at his. Oh, thing I know. Why <laughs> <laughs> well, can't you hear me? Um, no, but seriously, it was it was. I liked it to begin with, but after that extra hour was added in, it was just yeah. Magical. It's it's, a, it's like a Lord of the Rings extended cut. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, Melissa, what's your favorite end of the world movie? Well, I mean, if this is a tribute to the Mayans, we have to mention Apocalypto, the mm. end of the world for, for the, the Mayans. Mayans. <laughs> Fair enough. That was a good movie, but you didn't really like it. I didn't think. No, I I just figured <laughs> it fit with the question. There you go. Fair enough. All right. Uh, next question comes in from Danielle in Sacramento. <clears throat> How about who's just been shamed? So yes, she's is she uh, is she going to want us to answer a question now that she hates us? Probably not at this point. Yeah. She's already turned it off. She'll never hear the answer. Uh, if you could bring one character to life from your favorite book, who would it be and why? Can't do it. <gasps> I know. Okay. How about your not favorite book then? Don't have a favorite book. Oh, that's why you can't do it. Can't do it. What about just, like like Smog? Like bringing him back would be pretty awesome. That'd be kind of cool to have a dragon for a while. But he's evil. He's not evil. He's greedy and mean. He's a dragon. Well, that'd not. be like that'd be like saying like a bear is evil for like breaking in your tent and eating you. <laughs> he was just trying to protect his gold. It was his gold, and they were they were coming. But for he it. took it from the dwarves. But it was stuff. his once he took it. That's right. But he's a thief. Possession nine tenths. Yep. Of the law. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly. That's actually um, a phrase. Okay, there's a character. Oh, I'm gonna forget his name. M- Morty. I think, okay, in the book um, Perdido Street Station by China Mievel, there's a character, I think his name is is Morton or, or Marvin or Morty or something like that, and he's a crime boss, and there's something called remaking in this game, or in this, in this world, where 
they like through, Jurassic Park through like medical magical ma- magical medical technology they can basically mold your flesh into other things and and take like if they had like a giant crab claw they could <laughs> remove your hand and mold it onto your arm and you would that would be your new hand okay so this character morton or whatever his name is i can't remember exactly what it is he has <clears throat> taken this to you know the extreme lengths and you can't even tell what he used to be anymore he's had himself so heavily modified he's just he's so many parts and things he's got mouths lots of mouths and eyes and multiple heads limbs coming out of everywhere he's just the way he's described in the book and he's described multiple times and you still don't hideous yeah but you, you still don't have this clear picture of what exactly he is at this point and he's it's kind of his obsession you know he has he hires this uh this artisan to make a, a a sculpture of him and she you know she spends a good portion of the book working on it and you know he's talking about his philosophy about how he you know he's changing and, and becoming this thing and i don't know i just I, just having him exist would be cool That'd Anyways. be a good answer. Uh, I would say Luthien Tenuviel from The Silmarillion, because she was the most attractive lady in all of Middle Earth and the entire creation of the world. And I just want to see what she would look like. I'm just, just the really hottest curious. girl ever. I'm just really curious. I want to know, like, if, if, that's, if that's the like all-time gold standard in Lord of the Rings world, I want to know what she looks like. All right. Melissa's giving me a face. Oh, jeez. She'd look like your wife, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yes. <laughs> Still getting the look. Yep, I'm gonna look away. Amy, what about you? <laughs> I Harry Potter. Mm, no, so I can hang out. <gasps> no, uh, probably one of the Pevensies, but probably oh, not Lord, Susan. Hoodle the Waddies. No, oh, wait, no, that's right. That's right. Narnia. What are the redheads' names in oh, Harry okay. Potter? Weasleys. Pevensey Weasley. Close enough. All right. Probably not Susan because in the end she just kind of annoys me. My first reaction was to this question was thinking about what who Danielle would bring back, which would probably either be Edmund or Dantes? Peter Pan. Who? Edmund Dantes from the uh, not Ed- Three Musketeers, the other one. Uh, Edmund Pevensey. No, Dantes was Prin- Princess Bride. No, he was in a Count Dumas. Of Monte Cristo. Yes. Oh God, right? Yep. <laughs> I was just trolling you. Edmond Dantes, he's the main character. He is the Count of Monte Cristo. Anyway, so you'd bring back Lucy? I, I would love to have a conversation with Lucy or with Peter. That would be fun. Both of them would be good. Yeah. I could totally have a conversation with Edmund as well, but I, I would leave that for Danielle because she would kill me if I did that. Melissa, you have no answer? No. All right. We've got multiple ones about Tim Tebow and multiple ones about Who? Tim Tebow is the, the, the second most famous white Bronco in the world. Out um, of the football player. Okay, yep. skip them. Um... Who are these people asking us? Oh yeah, so so, so, so yeah. what is it that makes you people out in the internet think that we know anything about football? Well, because we don't know. Yeah. After, we, we, I didn't even know he was white. We don't so. need to know anything about. I assumed football. he was a giant black man. We just need to know about Tebow but and we, Tebowing. We and we, the reaction that people have to Tim Tebow. It's a verb now. But we don't yes. know anything about football. You don't need to. Yeah. That's the thing about Tim Tebow. But it's I not about football. I don't know anything about him either. Oh, he, uh, I kind of intentionally, he's a Christian. yes, he's a Christian. I, that much, that's the one. And that's that really the part that everybody throws a fit about yep. oh. is because he get over it. says that all of his success is because of God, that he believes in God and that God has blessed him. And that's perfectly fine. He prays to God and that's wonderful. And he on the field acknowledges it's not the fact like that he's God the first football player to ever yeah. love Jesus is part of his life. 
he got famous. It's just because so, he's so good. He's gotten it's, famous because yeah. he loves Jesus that, and is a football player. That's part of it. And, and the Tebowing craze. So Tebowing is where you drop to your knee and kind of like do a prayer real quick. So whenever uh. he would like throw a touchdown or do something good, he would do that. And then one of the other it's guys. Too, it's too gone. bad he's not like one of the tacklers and then wait, wait, he'd no, tackle no. someone and he could do, go down for his prayer and be teabagging at the same time. <laughs> Just boom. You're close to what actually happened. Okay. So, <laughs> so he was doing this whenever he'd get like a touchdown or do something cool. One day, one of the defensive linemen on the other team sacked him and did a Tebow <laughs> in, in praise to God for hitting Tim Tebow. That's awesome. And from then on, Tebowing became a thing. <clears throat> It's kind of like planking. People just do it all the time. He um, should plank instead. I, if I was a football player and I freaking... Planking on a football field doesn't If make I made sense. a touchdown, I would freaking plank right there and then just I boom. think that might fall under excessive celebration. Yes. It might, but I'd do it anyway. All right. Multiple questions about the presidency. I'll just rip them out and you can decide which one you're going to answer. The answer is no. no. Is the presidential election about who would do a better job running the country or is it just a popularity contest? Yes. Neither. All right. Amy? I'm going to go with neither also. All right. Uh, regardless, okay. If a successful businessman were to run for office, regardless of party, would this be a wise choice for America? Well, w- people are seeming to like Mitt Romney pretty well. And I liked uh, that one guy, the black dude, not the current president, Herman Cain. That guy. I thought he was pretty awesome. I'm, I don't know anything about him really. You just liked him because of that video. I liked him before the video. I, I like the idea of a non-politician becoming president. I think that would be pretty awesome. Um. Allison from Seattle, when was the last time that you laughed so hard that you peed your pants? I hope this isn't a I've personal I've never story. done that, actually. Yeah. It's never too late to try. We <laughs> <laughs> need to get some good jokes. It'd be, uh, actually, it'd be pretty good jokes. Man, that yeah. would have been middle school, maybe? maybe? Seriously, this has happened to you? Maybe. Is this a common thing? Do people actually do this? I thought it was well, just yeah, like a... Well, yeah, because you just... When you're in the middle of, like, really, really, you know, heartfelt laughter, you, like are flexing and tensing different muscle groups. And if you really have to pee, you can, you know, let some come out. Or of if course you have I an have an iron clad bladder, she will hold go. you down and tickle you till you pee. I spent a lot of my Until childhood I wet. freaking elbow her in the mouth. No. Yeah. When they're nine years older than you, it's harder. We never did that to each other. <clears throat> did you ever have anybody put your hand in water while you were sleeping to make you pee? Nope. No. I had that too. <laughs> Right. It's usually the last one to sleep at a slumber party. Because you didn't trust yeah. anybody? Yep. Really? No, but I was often the last one to fall asleep. Yep. I guess we have another question from Danielle. Uh, which dead person would you least like to be haunted by? Who's got a really annoying oh, voice? Oh, wow, yeah. He's not dead yet. Fran um, Drescher? Oh, she's not dead. Yeah, I know. I keep thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. of that, too. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be haunted by... At least... Ernest Hemingway. Oh, yeah. He'd be so depressed. Those long I, run-on I, sentences. I was oh, going to yeah. say Edgar Allan Poe would probably be annoying, too. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. H.P. Lovecraft would be super racist about everything. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, Canadians, whatever. Uh, I'm on board with Blah. that. Yeah, he has a British accent, though. He liked the British a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. And he didn't like the Canadians? Because they're no. basically the same. No. Harsh. He, he, was, he was super they xenophobic. Are. Harsh. I, I like the Commonwealth. I like the Canadians. He didn't like the Irish. That was a compliment. Or... Harsh. Yeah, pretty much anyone. Luke tends to think that Canada's northern Montana, so. Question from Jaw. No, Mike in Tenino. Uh, did Angry Birds make more money than Skyrim? And if so, how do you think the designers of Skyrim... Why would I know this fact? Uh, It didn't make more money. It definitely sold more. I I heard a a stat the other day that I think Angry Birds had like six and a half million downloads on Christmas Day alone. But most of those are free. Are free. So it's ad-based. So I don't know how much money they make 
if at all through microtransactions or ads. And do do we get to count merchandise? Because Angry Birds definitely has better merchandise the than plushies. Skyrim. Yeah. I don't know. Do you see the six foot statues they made that were life size and life like weight? Of what? Can you throw them of at anyone? The Dovakin. Like there's a massive the Dovakin. Yes. A, a game where you can. There was one at least that you could do that with. You what? Can throw Skyrims at people. Angry Birds at people. Oh no, I know. I, 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 I did that. Game. that I invented that, that game. No, there was a in Barnes and Noble. There was a like you were playing on the on the screen, but it was actually happening in real life. Oh no! I just threw. I know. She just hit me with blue Angry Birds, blue glass breaking bird plushies. <laughs> the, the ones that splits into. Wait, three. was this the story where you bought the flowers up yeah. in Seattle? No, 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 you were breaking. Never mind. This was here. No, yeah, I, I broke a glass. Did we even talk about that on the podcast, or was that previous to the podcast? Which one? The breaking of glass. The flowers. No, that was a long time ago. <sighs> so the, again, the we've public, been married for. The public months. has no idea what we're talking about right no, now. No, if they were at the wedding, let's maybe. ask something else now, so that. I'm out of questions, actually. <sighs> unfortunately. Aren't we supposed to talk about puppies this episode? What would you like to talk about? Aren't you that always really talking about know. puppies, Kelly? Yeah. Puppies are cute, and then they become dogs, and then it's marginal at best. And then they're still adorable. <laughs> not all dogs are adorable. Mm, yes, they are. Sharpays are not adorable. <clears throat> yes, they are. No, that's not true. All right, so the next episode is scheduled for the 24th, and that's two weeks from today. And I have no idea what the topic will be. I'm thinking about making it listener's choice. Puppies. We get some listeners to tell me that we want to. They want us to talk about puppies. Freaking listeners! If you don't, if you don't request puppies, I'm gonna cry. Okay, so if you want to see Kelly cry, you know what to do. <laughs> they would only be able to see Kelly cry if we videotaped this, which I think would be a thoroughly bad they idea. Could they could listen. Would just to have it. to listen to Kelly cry. They could listen to it. It's pretty pathetic. I'm on board with this. It'd be like half an hour of weeping. Why would you Do weep? we get to throw things at Kelly while he weeps? Because really that would puppies. be entertaining for the rest of us. I think that's a good idea, too. But again, people can't see that. So they get the they get the weeping and we get the throwing of things. And the reaction to getting hit with things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> make, oh, why? make a compelling argument. All we'll right, go so, buy Angry Bird plushies. So if you are listening right now and you have some ideas for the 24th, let me know. I would love to hear your suggestions. Um, Melissa looks like she's going to have her exploding brain come out. Most looks like she's going to fall asleep in about three minutes. Was it the movie Scanners where the people's heads were blowing up? Yes. That was gross. Scan me. Melissa's going to do that. All right. And to close it off again with our dubstep, we got one from a dude named Dubba Johnny. It's called the UKF Dubstep Tutorial. I decided last week that I was throwing people in on the deep end. They didn't know what dubstep was. So he walks you through how to make dubstep in real time. You just you take whatever you've got and you make it go. <laughs> no, it's pretty good because he does it in like the the kind of like Fred slash uh, Stephen Hawking voice. So it's like uh-huh. a kind of a robotic like first you take this thing and then you make dubstep and it's awesome. So stick around <laughs> and you will learn everything you need to know about dubstep. Otherwise, Kelly is going to do a pretty good job doing it here, spinning on the mic. But that was actually yeah. all right. I'm on board with your dubstep. Next next week, Kelly will do dubstep live. Oh my god, this is a bad idea. <laughs> all right, thank you for listening to our ridiculous show. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you next time. Welcome to the UKF tutorial on dubstep production. Typically a tempo of 140 beats per minute is selected. First, we begin with a simple kick and snare pattern, like so. Next it's time to add some hi-hats and cymbals to fill those spaces. 
add some modulated bass lines, and be sure to make them heavy. Why not try adding a synth lead in a higher register? Perhaps some sound effects or pads. And now you are ready for the most important part of any filthy dubstep anyway. The drop. Brutality, try adding a beat down section. shit out of your audience. Try bringing the levels down and then take... And taking them by surprise. Yeah. 